Welcome to the Tabletop Sportcast, your home for all things tabletop sports. I'm James Cast, and this is episode 75. Today, our look ahead at Play.com. Connect with the podcast on Facebook or email. If you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com backslash tabletop sportcast. Of course, the best way to support the podcast is to tell your friends and subscribe, follow, or give us a five-star rating. Before we get into today's main topic, let's take a look back at the week that was on the tabletop. It's been a fairly quiet week the past two or two weeks, really, over at my tabletop. And the reason has been that I've spent the last couple weeks starting to get ready for Play.com. And we'll talk a little bit about those activities uh, a little later. So, so far for the past two weeks, a lot of golf has been taking place, uh, including the Play Tour. I've continued with that. Uh, Two weeks ago, the big hitter was featured at Mirfield, one of the Scottish courses. I did okay. I had a uh, round one of 77 and a round two of 71. Finished me at plus six. Um, I think a lot of people struggled with that course, tough course. So I did okay. I was towards the middle of the pack. I've also been do- start doing a little bit more with my all-time greats duels, uh, which has really turned into the Woods versus Nicholas showcase in a lot of ways. Uh, every other match is the championship match, which is always been Woods versus Nicholas. They faced each other at Cypress Point, and Tiger Woods came away with the win by seven strokes over Nicholas. And then following that, Nicholas faced off against Gary Player uh, for the contenders match. That was at Golf City, and Nicholas beat Player by just two strokes. Uh, he had an eagle on 18, uh, on 16 that really propelled him to the win there. Nicholas and Woods faced each other again at Sunningdale, and this time Nicholas came away with a five-stroke win over Woods to take the top spot. And then in our next contenders match, it was Tom Watson against Woods at Empire Oaks, and Woods came away with the two-stroke win. Watson had a couple of over-par results in the last few holes that cost him victory. So my next match in that all-time grades duels will once again be Nicholas versus Woods, and there's never been anybody but those two in that championship match. I was also able to play a little bit more Hoops Madness. I started the 85-86 segment of the tournament. Phoenix went to the LA Clippers. Uh, it was Those two teams were basically had the same record in the regular season for you know in real life and then phoenix though came away with a 124 115 win over the clippers so mild upset only because they lost the coin toss and they were the road team but they did get the win there phoenix then traveled to the higher seed boston and came away with a shocking win 122 117 on the road at boston and knocked out the top seed so phoenix was into the next round And then I also had Dallas against Detroit, and Dallas came away with a 120-118 win over Detroit. So again, road teams dominating in this early pod in the bracket. 
And that left me with a second round match, or really a third round match of Phoenix against Dallas. And once again, Phoenix with a big win on the road, 125-120. So that first pod, and that's usually how I'll play it, is just keep playing out a group of teams, sees Phoenix way into the tournament now as one of the lower seed teams uh, with three big wins. I also continued the bowling showcase. Uh, showcase number two saw Vince Stremick defeat Steve Lotch 193-191 uh, in the final match. Uh, you know, it's the final match ended up having a little bit lower score than what some of the other matches had, but Stremick, who really had finished in third place in the opening round, uh, ended up winning that third place match, the second place match, and, you know, and the championship match. So good for him. Uh, so Stremick is that top performer there. My North American Soccer League tournament saw Toronto come away with a one nothing win on the road against Tampa Bay. So Toronto moves on in the tournament. In that same uh tournament portland went to vancouver and vancouver came away with a one nothing win so vancouver is into the next round as well they had an early goal that held up let's see what else uh, a couple of games with the squared circle um, a couple matches really so i had uh, hulk hogan take on jimmy jack funk and hogan ended up getting the win in that one uh, match went on a long time, and then finally Hogan was able to get Funk with his finishing move after wearing him down quite a bit. And then I had a much quicker match, Randy Savage against Honky Tonk Man. Uh, I was listening back on the interview, and I misquoted this one as I, I, I a couple times had talked about this match having somebody else. At, I think I had said Roddy Piper was against Honky Tonk Man, but it was Randy Savage against the Honky Tonk Man, and... After the Honky Tonk Man had smashed Savage with his guitar, Savage retaliated with a steel chair and he got DQ'd. So that one ended up pretty quick ending there. The New York Rangers replay in Hockey Blast. Uh, game 13, Rangers traveling to Dallas and they lose big 4-0. They fall to Dallas. Uh, Dallas dominated that game. And that looks like it is everything. So... Didn't get a lot of games to the tabletop, but uh, moving along some projects, there is an obvious omission there. I haven't gotten Grid Zone. Grid Zone's my focus this week to get a couple of games in and hopefully get that project wrapped up. I'm about halfway through the Bolarama showcase. Uh, that's my, you know, so that was what the showcase two was. And those are the two main projects I'm focused on this year, this month, as well as the play tour. So I'm hoping to continue to move those forward over these next, you know, 10 days or so. And in 10 days, we'll have the convention. So let's turn our attention to the convention. So we're only a little over a week away from play.com 2022 and it is the big event for me for the year certainly and i think for a lot of others and something we look forward to every year 
This will be my third convention and only the second one that I've attended in person. I did take part in the 2020 Play Not Con, uh, which due to the pandemic resulted in a virtual event, um, but got hooked into how it played out over those couple days, even though I was playing from home and had to attend last year. So last year is my first one in attendance and it left such a, you know, mark on me. Enjoyed it so much that this year had to be a return trip. So what we're going to do today is just talk a little bit about what the play experience is like for this convention. And I, I really do think it has started a couple of months ago for me. And it has started to build up. And that's why I felt like talking about it as a preview show rather than a recap show would have a lot more meaning for a lot of the listeners. Over the past couple months, obviously, we've been getting updates from uh, Keith and Sam as terms of like what things look like. And I think it was like late May when they finally kind of gave us a rundown of like, hey, here's what the schedule is starting to shape up as. So that's where the you know anticipation starts to build there. Uh, then they they do give you an you know opportunity to start to find out like hey what's this is what's going to be in the swag bag that you're going to get and have an opportunity to put in some orders for things that you'd like to save on shipping costs for. So that's one of the benefits you get from the uh, from attending the convention. So I think for me, like one of the first objectives is to start to figure out like, okay, now let me think through what what am I going to pick up mid-year that I want to add to my collection. And last year I picked up a few games, uh, came home with a couple of different games that I didn't have yet in my collection. And this year uh, it's been more focused on the card sets uh, since I have almost every play game. There really wasn't a need to pick up extra games. Uh, I was more focused on card sets. This year, there's been a little bit more to do in terms of prep, too. And we're going to, you know, so over the past couple of weeks, I've been working on the one of the main features that we'll get into, which has been designing my own dodgeball cards and this is something you can take part in whether you're virtual or in person at the convention uh, they've opened up this to the virtual uh, attendees as well um, or non-attendees i guess but you have an opportunity to participate in this do-it-yourself dodgeball competition to see how you can design your cards so i've been working on and that's one of the things that's been a distraction a good distraction, but a distraction these past couple weeks from playing games on the tabletop has been working on designing my dodgeball cards. And that has led me into trying to do a couple of other design things. I got the hook again for doing some design work. So I've been doing some other design stuff. Um, and I'll probably bring some free samples of that uh, work to the convention just to let people get a look at it and maybe take advantage of it as well. Um, so that's been part of what you've, yeah, I've had to do in terms of prepping. Uh, I've also been working on this horse racing game, and I'm hoping that, well, you know, I should be presenting that at the convention also. So that's, I've obviously been putting some work into that to try to get that prepared as well. And that's obviously taken some time away from tabletop gaming over these past couple of weeks too. 
The last piece that I'll have to do in terms of prepping for the convention is getting my, I have to pick out this baseball team that I'm going to use. And we are going to be playing with the new express game at the convention. Uh, the traditional time machine tournament, which allows you to bring a team, any released team by play games that is not a all-star or kind of hall of fame type team. Um, so I've had to pick up, I haven't done it yet. Haven't decided I'm down to about three or four teams and trying to decide which of those teams is going to be the team that I bring for the time machine tournament, but really looking forward to that and testing out the new express game as well. And then lastly, in terms of the uh, prepping is trying to figure out like, what do I do with my downtime at the convention? Uh, there's a lot going on for the first couple of days, but I'm also going to arrive a little earlier and that's going to provide me some opportunities to probably get some gaming in at the hotel and around some of the other events. And there's even some open gaming segments during the days. So I want to make sure I have like a couple of games that I bring with me as well so that I can take advantage of these times. And I've been trying to plan ahead and think about which games I want to bring with me to Denver. So now let's take a look at the schedule for the convention. And while I'm not going to do a minute by minute, I do want to cover some of the main events that will take place during the two plus days of the convention. And if you've ever attended, this is kind of a good reminder of what's going to happen at the convention. If you're a first timer, this will hopefully help you kind of get ready for what to expect at this convention. And for those who've never attended, but are thinking about it, this is an opportunity to just kind of hear about it and understand like, okay, this is what I would be signing up for. And Maybe it helps me make your decision about what you're going to do. So the convention kicks off Thursday night uh, with most of, most of the action taking place Friday and Saturday. The, the convention really officially kicks off Thursday night and they have a big picnic that will take place at a local park. Uh, that, for the most part, is just a great opportunity for everyone to kind of get together and meet up introduce yourself to some people that maybe I haven't met other than like through like chat on like a play community or through like a cooperative event or something along those lines, but start to put some faces into names and get a chance to chat with everybody. A very relaxing night. Um, we'll spend a couple hours there at that picnic. And again, it's just a really good time to kind of get introduced to folks before the big event taking place on Friday. Uh, so, it, you know, hopefully the weather's great and it holds up and, you know, we get to just spend some nice time outside, uh, considering that we're going to spend probably two days for the most part inside. It's also nice to be able to just enjoy the outdoors for a little while um, before being inside for a couple of days. So the cookout picnic Thursday night is really where the convention opens up. After that, it's probably going to be people at the hotel just, you know, doing some open gaming um, and hanging out a little bit more. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that and, I'll, you know, take advantage of that with everyone as well. 
And then Friday morning, everything's going to kick off here. So early on in the day, I think what's going to, you basically show up, you go through registration, they'll start to hand out stuff, including like your swag bag and anything that you ordered as part of like the convention order. Uh, You'll get all those materials. And as that's happening, they're going to kick off like the first couple of events. And the way that they're opening up this year is really with two things. One is setting up the flea market. Uh, So the flea market is just an opportunity for people to do some resale activities. It's also a place where some folks might bring some things that um, are add-ons for games. Uh, Just It's really just a hodgepodge of things that are available. But you have an opportunity to just kind of do some purchasing. So... Uh, If you are attending, probably a good time to have some cash on hand if you plan on buying some things. Uh, That's one of the first things that will take place. While that's going on this year, they're actually going to do a round-robin game demo session of all the play games. And this includes the Play Classic and the Play Now games. So if if you're attending and there's some games that you really haven't had a chance to see in action, this is a great opportunity to be able to do that and see these games play out in front of you. Uh, so, you know, they've, they asked for volunteers. They've got a lot of the people that, you know, from the community who will be out there and presenting the games. Um, I'm sure Keith and Sam will be there presenting some of the games as well, but that's a really, again, it's a great opportunity to either take part and watch how these games play, or if you don't need that time, a chance to either browse the flea market Or just, again, catch up with some people because I'm sure some people will be at the convention on Friday that weren't able to make the cookout on Thursday, although it sounds like it's a pretty good crowd. And also to just get some open gaming done, right? It's probably your first opportunity to do a little bit of open gaming. Now, before we get into the next couple of events, let's talk a little bit about like the swag bag. And I, you know, this isn't a big secret here, but Uh, There are a couple of new games that are coming out here, and I think it's been covered that these were going to be offered at the convention uh, to convention goers. So one is going to be History Maker Baseball Express. Um, I don't know if it's the full final version that we're going to be doing or a playtesting version, but we will be getting a copy of History Maker Baseball Express. And I would probably guess that it's near complete at this point. That's going to be used during the convention. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We're going to be getting the new boxed version of the dodgeball game. And that is something that is going to be used during the convention as well. So that should be released shortly. I think right after the convention is probably when the game will come out for general audiences. And you'll be able to purchase it from Play Now. But that will be part of that swag bag as well. Um, There's also a new head-to-head add-on or I think it's an add-on for red, white, and blue racing. It's called red, white, and blue turbo. And that's going to be another thing that is offered. And then you get some other goodies like you get the uh, golf cards. um, And I don't know what course we're playing this year, but you know, the last couple of years, Keith has had some interesting courses that he came up with. There's the Yellowstone Uh, national course and then last year we played the seven wonders course so i don't know if there's gonna be a new course or if we're gonna 
use one of those courses. Not sure, um, but they will give you like some of those cards that you can use during the golf tournament too. So right out of the gate, like that's a pretty good package uh, for the swag bag. Then looking next to it. Oh, you know what else in the swag bag is you're going to get raffle tickets and they have some raffle prizes. I forget exactly what they are, but uh, they'll do kind of like a raffle and you have an opportunity to win some prizes at the convention as well. So uh, that's another big piece of it is that you get in there too. Um, so that's it. That's what we're going to have is like the swag bag. Now, after those kind of early day events take place, then we get into the first big event of the convention, which is the History Maker Baseball uh, Time Machine Tournament. Now, this is actually going to take up most of Friday. Uh, they're going to give us a tutorial on the new game. Uh, so we're going to learn how to play Express. We're going to have lunch, and then we're going to get into the actual Time Machine Tournament. And the Time Machine Tournament basically works where everyone is bringing their own team. Um, last year, I brought one of the Baseball America teams. Uh, they made it available where you could play with some of the Baseball America teams. So I brought a Baseball America team last year. This year, I'm pretty sure with my final listing, I'm definitely going to be bringing a uh, actual team. Um, I've got it down to just a couple of sets uh, that I've been working with recently and trying to decide which of those teams is going to be the one that I bring with me to the convention. But you basically play another person head to head. And that's been the whole idea behind the time machine tournament as you just keep trying to advance in the tournament. Um, last year, and I don't know if it worked the exact same way this year, but last year what we did is you basically played out a small group and whoever advanced from your group, like started moving through the playoff rounds and I got knocked out pretty early. I think I I won my first game and lost my second game. So, um, and that was with that history make uh, baseball America team. So I'm hoping I'll get a little further this year, but you just never know how it works out. Uh, but everybody will bring their own actual team, not like one that you carded yourself. It has to be one of the uh, releases from play and from one of their sets. So it could be one of the famous fall classic teams. But it can't be any of the like all-time great teams, or, um, or like should say franchise great teams, or the Cooperstown. You can't make a team from the Cooperstown sets or anything like that. So it has to be one of the actual like uh, carded yearly teams. And then later that day, they're going to do some panel discussion, uh, and they've got they're calling it the Sports Board Game State of the Union. And this is one of the great features of play is they they also bring in other game designers or people who are, you know, really engaged with the sports gaming universe. Uh, so those guest speakers this time are going to be St. Patrick, who we had on the show last week, uh, Steve Tower. And if you haven't seen his YouTube channel, uh, that's worth checking out. Al Wilson. Uh, who, among other things, and he's been, you know, obviously really engaged with the play community um, and a lot of other communities as well. But he is also the creator of Fast Drive Football. So he'll be in attendance. 
And then Gary Brown's going to be there. So Gary Brown, who runs and owns Stone Mountain Press uh, with games such as like Dice United and Grid Zone and Legends of Boxing. And he's got a new hockey game coming out. So all of those people are going to be part of the featured panel for that Friday night event. And then there's going to be just a game designer showcase for and some open gaming. Uh, so that'll be an opportunity after those folks present to have a chance to also see some of the games that are being designed out there. And I think a number of people are out there to will be there to show off some games that are out and to give you a chance to kind of look at them, give them feedback on how the play design is going for those games. So just a good opportunity. And of course, you also have an opportunity to just do some open gaming at that point. During that same time segment, there's also going to be a cold snap football playoff uh, for one of the leagues. Uh, so that'll also be ongoing at that point, and you can watch that. I think there may have been some opportunities to also take part in that, so some of the convention goers will actually be taking part in that. So that's day one, um, and you know it starts at 9 a.m. and ends at 10 p.m., it's a long day, right? You're talking 13 hours with a lunch break for about two hours of lunch break, probably a dinner break for a little while too. But what's happening during that time is you start to hopefully get a feel for this idea of like a three ring circus taking place. And really for the most part, it is. There's a lot of different activities that are happening all at the same time. And they've got a really big space this year it should be nice and spread out, um, but there's also a lot of people who will be there in attendance. And like any good circus, you've got some featured things happening in the main circle. So, you know, if you're really like, well, what are the two big things that are taking place on Friday? To me, it's that time machine tournament, classic part of the convention. And then that panel discussion is going to be the next big thing. So that's Friday in kind of a nutshell. Next is, you you know, wake up the next morning and you're going to do this all over again, right? It's going to be another long day, another 13-hour day on Saturday. So starting off Saturday, there's actually going to be a couple of different events. Um, first is kicking off is going to be a Fury football tournament. <clears throat> and they actually have talked about doing like a pro version of Fury football. So that's going to be the tournament is... Um, with some pro players. And I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I'm sure they're going to kind of introduce that a little bit, but that will be uh, happening Saturday morning. And at the same time, they're also going to be kind of showcasing and having a little like head-to-head -head action with that new red, white, and blue racing turbo edition. So those two things will be happening Saturday morning. There may be some other events also, uh, but those have not been figured out. Um, and I think that may also be doing some more designer showcases and things like that, too, in the morning. Then there's a lunch break. Uh, and then I'm going to just have like a strict amount of time for like open gaming. Um, during that, that cold snap football team, uh, league will play its championship game during that open gaming session. And also right after lunch will be, uh, you know, we heard ST talk about this, but he will be doing his seminar on creating the college football teams for second season. So he'll be doing a special presentation on how you can go about doing that. 
right around that time, they're going to kick off two uh, tournaments. Uh, the golf tournament, right? This is the Play Gamers Open. So the golf tournament will be going on, but then they're also going to be doing a college basketball tournament. Um, still, I don't think we've seen the name yet. There's, there were a few things suggested while Keith did his uh, preview show of this college football, uh, college basketball game. Uh, but we'll be using Highlight Maker Hoops uh, to play college basketball. And most gamers will have a chance to do both, right? Uh, I think what Keith has suggested is take part in the basketball tournament. And when you get knocked out, head on over to the links and play your rounds of golf. Um, and usually you play the first two rounds and we'll see who makes the cut kind of a thing. So that's going to take place for the early part of the afternoon. Uh, then they will do a raffle they'll hold the raffle for the prizes we'll have a dinner break and then finally wrap up saturday night with the dodgeball tournament uh, and again this will be some open gaming during this time but you'll have a chance to try out your team uh, we all selected from you know the do-it-yourself dodgeball set is available for free from play now uh, i think it's on the play now site it might be on both sites you can download it take a look at the cards there was two aspects to building your own team, right? One was designing the cards, making the cards have your own personal feel. Um, I, I like what I came up with. Hopefully everybody likes what they came up with. But then you also had to pick, like, what's the team that's going to do really well here from this group of players? Um, I don't know how well my team is going to do, but I really just tried to make my uh, team representative of the cards that I was making. So... We'll see how they do. Um, I'm not expecting much there, though. So that will be the, the closing event Saturday is that dodgeball tournament. So three, really three or four different tournaments for you to take part in. You know, there's Fury Football. There's the Red, White, and Blue Racing in the morning. You've got the golf and the college basketball in the afternoon. And then you've got dodgeball in the, at nighttime. A lot of great events there. And so, and you know, by the time you're done, and this is what happened to me last year, is by the time I was done, I was like, wow. I I thought going in last year, I was going to be doing a lot of gaming with people and playing a lot of different games. And when I was flying back home last year, I said, wow, I really didn't do that much additional gaming. Like outside of what took place during the actual convention events, I almost didn't do any gaming. I did a little bit back in my hotel room at nighttime and stuff like that to try out some of the new games that I had just purchased. But other than that, didn't do a whole lot of extra gaming. This year, again, I expect almost the same thing to happen because there's just so many events that are taking place within the convention that by the time they're done, like I don't know how much extra gaming I'm going to really want to do. But at the same time, you know, making the connections with a lot of different folks is going to be like the highlight for me. Uh, and I've said it often, like, I think one of the things that makes play games like so great is the community. And this is a great chance to connect with that community and really get a feel for uh, what everybody does, how they treat their games, you know, what kind of things they're working on. 
and learn about like what their interests are. And, and, you know, you will, if you've never attended before and you're attending for the first time, like you're going to learn a little bit about these games because as much as you feel like you probably play it the right way at home, like I left last year with a couple of things like, ah, I didn't realize that's how I play that game. Like you'll learn a few things about some of the games and it's worth just kind of observing, observing people as they're playing the games, whether it's in the hotel lobby or if it's, during the open gaming sessions, just kind of sit down, watch people play, play with others and take advantage of just talking about these games and figuring out like some of the nuances of each of the different games that folks play within that play games community. And you may also see some other games, you know, there are other game designers who will be there. Um, I remember last year, one of the highlights was checking out some of the games that Mike Fitzpatrick was designing. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to connecting with, you know, Gary Brown at this, uh, getting to hear about some of the games he's doing. In addition to a lot of the other folks who will be there too, right? So it's just going to be a good time uh, to spend a couple of days. And that's really what it's about is, is connecting with this community. Um, so, yeah, so for the past couple of weeks, that's what I've been doing. I've been really kind of trying to gear myself up for the convention and get some things ready. You know, I knew that there were some things I wanted to bring with me this year. Uh, just happened to be working on this game. And I think it's going to be something I'm looking forward to getting some feedback on it. See if it's as close to being like a good game to release that I think it is. Um, and I don't think I'd ever release it as like a, um, you know, purchase type game, but uh, you know, I am hoping that it's something that others can find enjoyable. And if they don't like give me the feedback to helpfully give me something to work on to make it more enjoyable for them. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what people come up with from a card design for the dodgeball cards. Uh, you know, I think my personal take on it is I think it's a really good idea, whether this was the intent or not by Keith and Sam is, what a great way to figure out like what are some different ways to design cards than to have everybody offer up their ideas. And I'm sure as I've experienced it with other people offering up their card designs and in the community, it's going to be hard to leave there and not think about, Ooh, I'm going to use those design elements and cards that I design for the future as well. You know, that's just something that happens as you learn more about what others do. So for me personally, like looking ahead, um, you know, some of the and again, this will only be my second in-person event. But, you know, the the cornerstone events of like the time machine tournament and the golf tournament. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what they've got with these new college games. I mean, I enjoy Highlight Maker Hoops so much that it's hard to imagine that seeing it in like a fictional college setting isn't going to still have a good impact. So I think it'll be fun playing through the basketball tournament. Really curious to see what the pro version of Fury Football looks like. Um, I at one time had kind of carded some pro players, but it really felt like the fictional. So I, I wonder if there's any other twists to the game that are taking place uh, with this pro version that they're going to showcase here. And... Want, really looking forward to just seeing like History Maker Baseball Express because I do think that that is going to be one of those kind of game changers for the marketplace, uh, just like Highlight Maker Hoops was for the basketball. 
All right, that's a wrap on today's show. Uh, we will not have a show. Well, we will have a show this upcoming weekend. Um, I won't be doing any shows the week of the con, but I'm going to continue to prep for the con over the next week or so and uh, just count down the days. I think about 10 days until everything kicks off. So really looking forward to it, as you probably can tell. And um And that's about it. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.